0: Welcome back everybody, this is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Sylvester Inspires Relief Cast. Thank you so much again for all your support, and I'm so excited to introduce my good friend, Drew Peterson, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Todd. Yeah. Um, welcome, surprise. Yes, I'm so excited. Uh, and we have a really cool announcement we're gonna make towards the end of this show, so please tune in for that. Um, but I'm excited for you guys to get to know Drew Peterson. I'm going to give you a little background on him. He is currently the president and founder of Veracity Networks. It's a managed voice in data, helping companies move to the cloud, basically, right? Yep. Yep. He used to be CEO. Back in 2013, he was the CEO. He was voted CEO of the year by Utah uh, business, yep. which is a huge accomplishment, right? Thank you. I think there was like- Surprising. A, yeah, I bet that was. There
1: must have been an inside track with uh, some friends <laughs> over there to get that, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I remember seeing the cover of the magazine that you were on. It was really cool and uh, very, very uh, successful at business. He's married to Naomi. Uh, you've been married to her for how long now? Uh,
1: a year and a few months. Has it been over so, a year now? Yeah, still- Still newlywed phase. It's Jeez, awesome. I
0: know. I see, I see all the posts you guys put on. You guys are traveling the world and you guys are just happy. And I'm just so ecstatic for you guys.
1: Yeah, I've tried to put a quote on the pictures with my wife, but that doesn't seem to work. So <laughs> there is a lot of us out yes. there
0: and you have four amazing daughters right yep. what are their names
1: i have uh yeah four amazing daughters two son-in-laws so taylor's my oldest okay uh haley's my second uh second one that's uh, married and uh, her husband is jake and then okay uh, amanda is my third one she's 21 years old her husband is garrett and then sydney is uh the caboose and caboose. then naomi has two wonderful daughters uh, Kalaya and Tia that are 19 oh, right and on. 16. So yeah, we got a full house. So You of got girls. the full house now. Yeah. yeah so, so it's basically six. Yeah. I, I need them to get all get married. So I'm not out, <laughs> you know, overnumbered. you yeah. even have a female dog. So we're, we're in trouble.
0: <laughs> well, your, your family's beautiful. Um, you know, and you know, I've always looked up to you drew in so many ways. We've known each other for a long, long time. I mean, I, I know you're, you know, you're an avid uh, runner, you work out a lot, you're, you know, you're passionate about what you do, the way you live your life. I mean, there's a reason why your business is one of the most successful businesses out there. You've been doing it since, is it 2002? 2002. Yeah. 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 Um, and we're going to get more into that. I want our listeners to get to more, more into that and how that all came to pass. But, uh, so let's, uh, let's kind of start back. Like, let's let our listeners get to know the real Drew behind the scenes, not necessarily the the founder and president, but more of the kind of the family guy, the the Drew Peterson, like what kind of what you do. And so tell us a little bit about your family, where you grew up, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, well, I think first of all, thanks a lot for uh, having me and, sure. and also, uh, you know, saying you look up to me, which is funny because um, you were my idol growing up. You and your buddies. <laughs> and, you know, one day hopefully I could jump as high as uh, Todd and <laughs> and play as good as Todd. So it, it's awesome, awesome having being here and yeah, having you. Thank uh, you. We have a, uh, some basketball my, ties. You know, I guess. We yes, we've played some, some basketball yeah. together. Yeah. And and you, I def- always got smoked by you though. Well, but.
0: but you always could jump a lot higher than me. <laughs> I was always jealous. You could really jump and dunk the ball like it was nothing. You know, I struggled. <laughs> <laughs> Those, are Those are the days. Those
1: are I'm lucky to touch the net now.
0: Yeah, but. right. Yeah. But yeah, we've had some really good ties there, so for sure.
1: Yeah, so um, you know, typical uh family neighborhood. Uh I six siblings, six of us that uh uh four boys and, and two two girls in our family. Right. Uh when I was younger growing up, uh we moved quite a bit. My dad was uh a salesman and you know took different positions and so we kind of grew up mostly here in the west but Colorado and Texas and Wyoming and you know some of those areas so I've had a a, an experience to um, to see the you know see a little bit of the world and not just grow up in this bubble here in Utah so it's been a good experience Um, but really I think uh, you know me and my brothers we really kind of you know, grew up uh, all engaged in in sports. I think my dad really, you know, lived his life through us, and uh, yeah. you know that was a big part of our life. You know, when I go back and look at uh, at the vacations we did and the things that we did, it was always centered around some kind of sporting event, some tournament or some yeah. whether it be basketball or baseball, and and that was our life. And you know, of course, me being the oldest of the siblings, you know, I was the one that had the trial and error with, <laughs> with, you know, how to discipline and how exactly. to work out. And, right. you know, sometimes maybe I got pushed a little harder than, <laughs> than maybe sure. some would, would notice, but it was normal for me. And right. so, yeah. you know, we, I grew up in a very, uh, loving household. Um, you know, we were fortunate to have, uh, my youngest sister who has down syndrome, uh, that's, uh, about, 10 years younger, 12 years younger than me, and she's right. been a delight in our life and yeah. really helps keep the family really tied together. Sure. Um, Talk but, a little
0: bit about that, like, you know, growing up with a, a, a sister who was struggling with that. Um, how did that play a part in even growing up? Was it harder when you were younger or?
1: You know, it's, it's interesting back there, uh, back in, you know, in the day when, when she was born, it was really, you know, not a lot known about, you know, Down syndrome or, or, you know, handicapped children. And there wasn't, there wasn't a, as open arms approach as there is today. And so, you know, it was challenging when I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know, you know, what it meant. I didn't know what my friends would think. And, you know, and she just became one of the, you know, one of the kids that just, you know, the Down syndrome kids are so loving that, She really helps tie the family together and still keeps the family tight together. And stories are around my sister and, and, you know, all of my friends and my, my brothers and sisters, friends, you know, all know Danielle and all know who she is and all has stories about her. (laughs) And so, you know, it was, it was a great experience. And, you know, I think it's been, it was great for my parents too, to, you know, really get that challenge. And, and I think it, yeah. you know, they became more compassionate and loving, um, which, you know, we've, we grew up in a loving family, but with my dad being, you know, really driven and, yeah and wanting us to really succeed, you know, schoolwork was important, but it was always about, you know, getting a scholarship to, you know, play basketball or, or baseball and, yeah. and getting your school paid for. And, and so from a young age, we really learned uh, hard work and, and what it took to be, you know, to get there. And, you know, I don't know that me or my brothers had all the best talent in the world, but we worked really hard and, and I got to, you know, give my dad a lot of credit for instilling that work ethic in us. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's some good and bad that comes with that because, you know, when you're, you're driven and you want to be successful and your dad wants you to be successful and, know, your brothers are looking up to you then yeah. you know you, you can be hard on yourself and, and I was really hard on myself a lot of pressure and, yeah and probably still am too hard on myself yeah. um but it but it was a great environment to grow up in and, and it really taught me about dealing with challenges and, sure. and hard work and and dealing with a teamwork with a yeah. within a team and yeah. and a great it was a great great childhood
0: yeah, your dad uh, reminds me a lot of my dad. They're like <laughs> they're cut from the same mold, basically. You know, my dad kind of the same thing pushed me to work hard and to be go for that scholarship, that kind of thing. And, and I know how much your dad was always there at the practices, and he was always involved, and how much he loved it. My dad was kind of the same way, so I can kind of relate to what you're saying there, and and uh, how good that really ultimately ends up being. Yeah.
1: Right. At, at a time, it bugs you like, dad, why, why are
0: you at my basketball practice? Why are you at my baseball practice?
1: Right. Why do you bring grandpa? You know, it's kind of <laughs> embarrassing having you guys there all right. the time. But now I look back and, you know, it's, it's awesome that he, he yeah. got to do that. And, you know, having daughters that, you know, I've, I did my best to turn into tomboys right. and getting to watch them grow up and, and play in sports, you know, now I can really appreciate, you know, where my dad was coming from and why I wanted to be at everything. Cause <laughs> yeah. you know, as great as it is competing and playing yourself man, it's that much better when you're watching your kids do it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I want to jump back just a little bit. Um, cause, and I want to talk more about, you know, your, your girls and, and what they're doing. But you mentioned that, uh, because of your sister, Danielle, um, mm-hmm. and the, the challenges that came from that, how it kind of taught your, you even said like even specifically your parents to be more compassionate and loving. Mm -hmm. Can you talk more about that and how that played a role?
1: Yeah, that's a, and I don't know uh, how many people are like this, but for me, for sure, I I need to really experience things before I can really, you know, understand and have empathy. Um, You know, when people had trials or, or things, you know, I could try to, kind of understand it, but right. I think uh, things are thrown at you in life for various reasons um, so that you can learn. And yeah. I know um, from with my sister, you know, at an early age for, for me, it I learned how to be compassionate and how to be loving uh, probably more so than I would have w- without her. Sure. Because, I mean, for anybody that knows a Down syndrome child, I mean... Life is great all the time, um, yeah. <laughs> and they're very loving and they're very compassionate. And so, you know, I think you know I got probably a lot of my love and compassion really from my sister, and and you know how much she shows it. So, yeah. you know, I look back at that, and really, would I be that compassionate for people that have challenges as I am now, um, and would I be that compassionate? Uh, and loving without her. You know, I know, you know, obviously, uh, we've talked a lot about, you know, some of the challenges I've had with depression and anxiety. Sure. And, um, you know, I know I had to go through those types of things to really be compassionate and understanding. And right. while I want to wish that upon my worst enemy, going through some of those, those bouts, um, it was also probably one of the biggest blessings I've had in my life because it helped teach me to be even more empathetic and understanding and compassionate with other people, and then yeah. also, um, it really helped help me know I can overcome a lot of challenges that were crazy. I mean, going through that was a challenge that I never thought I'd have to go through, and and right. never would want to go through again. But I'm happy I did. So I, you know, I think everything happens for a reason, and and. You know, I think having uh, my little sister, Danielle, you know, I was blessed to have her in my life early on. I think that kind of helped prepare me for yeah. the other things that are coming along.
0: Wow, I love that, man. Thanks for sharing that. That's beautiful. Um, I, You know, I have this philosophy that I share with clients all the time, even in my own family, that life happens for us. Yep. You know, it, it's happening for us. in the moment we're going through it, we don't feel that way. But after, like you said, you look back and go, "Man, I'm so glad I went through it." Because had I not, I wouldn't be able to appreciate or or to be able to have more compassion and sympathy towards people who are going through the same thing. Maybe, yeah, you know. So I love that you said that. Yeah, very powerful for our listeners to understand that as well. Um, so you you know you 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 move forward. I know you're a really 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 good basketball player. Uh, you know you're you're very athletic, anyways. Um, those that know you. <laughs> Um, and, and you know, and your brothers too were, I mean, you guys were all just freaks of nature in my opinion. <laughs> um, but very, but you really had a strong work ethic. Um, you played basketball and you also played baseball. Yep. Not, any other sport? It was Mostly those, those two. two sports. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I know your goal was to get a scholarship. Let's talk a little bit about how the hard work got you to that point.
1: Yeah. Um, and so I actually uh, ended up, Playing uh, professional baseball as well for the California Angels. I see, I didn't even know that. Yeah, really. So yeah, I got that's drafted awesome. out of high school, and okay, you know, and that was really where you know I, my ticket. I felt really was to try and okay. get a scholarship, and sure, you know, little, little little did I know it would, you know, it would end up where it did. And yeah. um,
0: real quick, how did that feel knowing that you got drafted? Yeah, I mean, it I was mean, come on, that's yeah. got to be amazing.
1: It, it is pretty amazing. Um, yeah. You know, the other thing that's amazing about that is, you know, it's not a game anymore <laughs> and, yeah. and it's a lot of hard work and it's even harder than you think. And, you know, for, you know, the reality, I was probably too young and immature at the time to really go right. in and, and, and endure what it takes to really make it at that level. And right. so that was, you know, kind of a flash in the pan only lasted a couple years. Yeah. Um, but uh, so that's kind of where I started out of high school. And, and from that, I just figured, you know, I'll go to, you know, the uh, part of the contract was a scholarship for college and stuff. So I just, after that, that, you know, I'll just go to school and do my thing and played basketball in a couple leagues. And, and lo and behold, I had a chance to play at Salt Lake Community College and, and ended up getting a scholarship there and had a, a great time. And, and then, uh, ended up having an opportunity to go to a small Catholic school up in Montana called Carroll college, which is oh, yeah. very similar to kind of the Westminster's of, you know, for those people in Utah that, yeah. that know that's a NAIA school and, and got a phenomenal, phenomenal education and, uh, had a lot of fun playing, playing basketball. So, yeah. you know, just, uh, you know, it was fun being a, you know, big fish in a, little tiny pond up there you and bet. and uh, I enjoyed it. it was it was a lot of fun
0: yeah that's awesome well it's cool to think you look back and you know your dad even pushing you to play sports and not only playing but practice right yep. they expected you to do certain things and um, that work ethic how it carried over in, in what you were able to experience in college and to have this not necessarily just even the scholarship but that you got a good education from it and yep. everything all the blessings that came from that even
1: yeah, it was a it was a great experience, and you know there there is a big uh, a big reward out there. Knowing that, man, when you work hard and uh, and do the right things, then you know you'll be blessed, and right. the good things will happen. And you know, in the words of my grandpa, you know the cream always rises to the top. And right. uh, you know, whenever I was down or or mm-hmm. had challenges or. Uh, you know things weren't going my way you know my grandpa was always there to say hey the, the cream yeah. always rises at to the top and so yeah. that would help me motivate and work harder sure. and and uh, it, it 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 hard work does pay off right. uh, without question cuz you know we were blessed with a tiny tiny bit of talent but <laughs> i think uh, both me and and all my brothers you know were really able to get to where we were because you know of the hard work and you know whether we liked it or not my dad you know getting us out of bed at night telling us to go work out and
0: yeah
1: but dad it's 10 o'clock on a school night doesn't matter <laughs> you need to go work out yeah so you know at the times you're like what is, this guy's crazy <laughs> but i look back and you know he taught some good a great work ethic for us
0: right well, uh, that's amazing, and I agree with you that work ethic is so important. And I think that's why you're so successful now in business, which we'll get into in a minute here. But I think that obviously that that skill that you've cultivated over the years, you know, it's it's actually blessing you to this very moment. And I know you'll agree with that. But yeah. we'll get, I want to get into that in a minute. But so you so you get done with school and this and that. Let's talk a little bit about what was going on in your life at that time, and then kind of you know maybe some of the challenges that you were facing again.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, so it, you know, when you have that drive and you're shooting for things and you're, you know, for, you know, my story, when I was all wrapped up in, in sports and, you know, you had a beginning and an end, you had a workout schedule and then you worked out hard and then the season came and, you know, you worked in your school, um, you know, after that got done, that was really hard. I mean, it was hard to make that transition into, a, a work experience and you know at the time I didn't realize it but back then you know I would have major anxiety and you know right. I'd always think it was an, an an ulcer or you know I'd be sad and depression and and mm. I at the time I didn't know what it was I mean I had right. no clue and you know I and you know the love and compassion that my mom has always showed me uh, growing up and you know right. her work from you know, from the, the studious part and and you know just forging hard and and doing what you have to do to get done. You know, we had some challenges when when I was a a, a kid, and you know my mom had to work really hard, and you know she had to help support the family at, at times. And right. you know, seeing my mom just push through those types of things from a work experience, sure. not so much a a sport sport experience. Really helped me, you know, understand at the time that hey, no matter what, you just got to grind through it. You got to do right. what you need to do, and so that was just kind of part of life um, and something that I dealt with, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah, but it, you know, there were times throughout the year that that would creep up and and hit me, and um, you know, I I just kind of took my hard work and work ethic that I did in sports and. And my first job out of college was in sales, and just took that same effort. You know, if you work hard, then the right yeah. things will happen. So, that's what I did. You know, I just worked hard and kept my nose down and and grinded. And you know, at the you know the first few years hated every minute of it. I mean, I hate I really? I hated every minute of. What I did the first two years, but you know, it was, it was part of that <laughs> right is because it wasn't playing sports and it wasn't,
0: yeah, that transition know, doing school. from sports. Now, sports is done, yeah, and that's been your life since you were born, yeah, and now you're like, okay, now I gotta go sell something,
1: yeah. And then when you're in college, you know, it's okay to be poor. And I, yeah, I got married young, and so mm-hmm. you know, all through college. Uh, I was married and we had, you know, two little girls and, you know, it was kind of okay to be poor and, you know, not have to do anything. And, you know, we, we had scholarships and things that kind of paid for our bills. And so, you know, there wasn't, you know, there wasn't that pressure cooker. And then, you know, once you graduate and then you look, whoa, (laughs) now I guess I better be an adult. And now I have the, this responsibility, you know, these, these two young girls, you know, their life, you know, what it's like is dependent upon me and and how I provide. And and I think that was a whole different type of pressure that I wasn't used to or comfortable or ready to, to handle. And so, um, you know, I would like to have said I was a great dad and a, a great husband when when I was young, but the reality was I probably wasn't because right. I was more centered around, all of the, you know, this pressure to grow up and, you know, pay bills and make a name for yourself and, you know, give your kids, give my kids everything that I didn't have. You know, unfortunately I focused too much on that. I think early on in my my life, Mm -hmm. um, which I could have spent some more time enjoying life and more time Right. With my girls uh, and and my wife at at that time. At the time, yeah. Yeah, you know, on the flip side, though, I it did you know from a business perspective, I learned how to work hard and learned how to climb the corporate ladder and learned you know kind of what it takes to get ahead from that perspective. Um, but it was really more of the fear of failure rather than the glory of success. Right. And so I wish I could have taken it different and gone back and looked at yeah. hey rather than you know having a fear of failing i, I you know i want to glory in the success and share that with my family right and girls so so you know there's great things and some bad things that that started right after college
0: right yeah wow i think a lot of us get stuck in that where we don't enjoy the journey yeah i i'm, I'm i find myself getting caught up where you know, I don't want I don't want to fail over here, so I'm going to make sure I get this done, and I'm going to work hard over here, so I don't. Instead of just just enjoy the journey, because yeah. really, what I've found, and we can get more into this down the road, in this, but uh, I mean, there's we're, there's no way we can fail actually. You know what yeah. I mean? It all works out, yeah. right? And that's and what I've learned.
1: And there's times when you're like, I don't see how there's no way in hell this is going to work out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what a, what's going on here? Yeah. And uh, you know, and and. I guess that's what wisdom is, and you know right. why we have these gray hairs and right. and ankles and knees that don't work as well <laughs> as hopefully we, right. you know, as we get older, we learn how to deal
0: with some of those things. For sure. So let's talk about. Um, so you you know you're you're married young, you're, you're starting to have kids, you're working a job that you're kind of struggling with the transition, moving on from mm-hmm. sports to now. I've got to provide and be successful over here. Talk about where that led to, and then maybe up to how, you know, you started Veracity.
1: Yeah, um, you know, it's interesting. You know, the, you have different things. Everybody has something a little different than that drives them. You know, right, wrong, or or indifferent. Um, and I can remember when I you know first started playing baseball uh, with the Angels. You know, we would have have meetings and right. there were a couple motivating factors that uh, our skipper would would ask us. And, and what motivates us? You know, what motivates us to make it to the to the show, make it right, you know, yeah. to the majors? And, you know, was that the the success? Was it the money or just the thrill of playing the game? And, you know, I'm thinking, oh, crap, what's the right answer? <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, I want to make a good impression. What's the right answer? And, you know, his comment was, you know, there there isn't a right answer. Whatever it is, you have to understand what it is and know that that's what drives you and and,
0: yeah. and
1: make that your passion. Um, you know, and I've heard that other things in, in our religion and, and different things is, you know, understanding what that is and, and, and run with it. Um, right. And one of the things that, uh, again, right, wrong, or indifferent—I don't know if it was the right way, but it mm. was a way for me—is right. um, recognition. For me, recognition was big. You know, all growing up through, yeah. you know, from my younger years into high school, uh, into college, and into my business. And you know, I think part of it was one of uh, the demises of of my first marriage was you know, that drive uh, right. that I would have to get recognition and, and try and be successful. And, and a lot of what I th- I, I've come to learn is that I would not treat my, you know, I wouldn't recognize myself, the good things that I did. I had a really hard time doing that. I always looked and found the things I needed to improve on right. rather than the things that I've been successful on. And so I think for me, I needed that outside praise or that outside... Help to so that I could feel good about myself because right. I couldn't give it to myself right um I wish I would have learned that a long time ago but looking back on it I think that's what it was and so one of the things that really helped me in my career was striving to get that recognition so it was striving to be okay I need to be the top salesperson and then you know once it's once I was a top salesperson okay I need to drive and be the top manager right and then I needed. to driving me the top director and then, and you know, it's, so it's always been that drive and that recognition that's really pushed me and the, fa- you know, and the fear of failing and not right. meeting those expectations that are really, that really drove me. Um, and is really what made, has made me successful. I wouldn't reckon, you know, recommend that that's the path people take right, because, right. you know, there's a lot of heartache and stuff that comes with that. You know, and I can remember my first wife saying, well, when is enough enough? You know, there's always something else. You know, you, yeah. well, things will will get better when I'm this. Things will yeah. get better when I'll I'm be this. be happy when. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, while there was some bad things, you know, that kind of came along with that, um, you know, really there was a lot of great things that came along with it. And it really helped me to you know to grow and and get me to where I was to a point where I you know could say you know you know forget the man I'm going to go go make this thing happen myself and right. and start my own gig and and start my own my own business so that that drive for recognition uh really helped me you know get to get to a point where I could could start a business and and you know grow from there.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, and I think a lot of people who are listening to this can relate to that, you know, where we're so driven because we've got to be the best or we've got to, you know, cause you know, if that guy can do this. well will watch me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, you know, even myself, I get caught up in that sometimes. And, yeah. um, but I do love the fact, cause I do agree with you. Like if we want anything in life, we do have to we have to pay a price. Yeah. You know, we do we do have to work hard and there's nothing wrong with working hard. I think where we need to be better is enjoying the journey while we're working hard, yeah, right? Exactly. Easier said than done. I know that at times, but but I love how I mean, because of that drive, you started a company back in 2002, which we talked about earlier yep. ver- Veracity networks. Talk about that uh, and you know, maybe kind of the idea and and you willing to go, "Okay, I'm going to do my own thing."
1: Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I never you know, growing up, you know, I always thought I'd be a professional baseball player, professional basketball right. player. And then,
0: yeah.
1: you know, when I started in college and realized, whoa, that's not going to happen. <laughs> what, what, what am I going to do now? And yeah. you know, my dad was always in sales. So I just figured I'd be in yeah. sales and work mm-hmm. for somebody and that would be my life. And um, never really did I think about starting my own thing. Even mm-hmm. when I, you know, started out my career with a company called Access Long Distance, um, you know, I was you know, content working for somebody and just right. you know, making money and doing the thing that I wanted to. And, mm-hmm. and that company got acquired by a company called McLeod USA. And, oh, yeah. and I can remember going up uh, to a sales kickoff with uh, the CEO. It had We've been through some changes, and I think the acquisition had gone on for about uh, a year and a half. or and It was right when the bubble bursted on the, the, the dot-com stuff, and the market started to go haywire. And I can remember traveling up uh, with the CEO of that company at the time, and and uh, going to have this big sales kickoff, and you know asking, of course, me, hey, what's my number? Was right. <laughs> our team got a hit? You know, so I can make sure. Okay, how are we going to hit it? How are we going right. to exceed it? And I remember when she told me what the number was, I was like, huh? I said, how are we going to hit that number? Please help yeah. me understand the products that we have. Um, and, and the gal, she had just been in there, I think, uh, three or four months. And she was kind of a a finance person that was really brought in to help turn it around. And she didn't really have a good answer other than, Hey, well, that's what, that's what our numbers need to show. That's what we've got to hit. And and so that's your number
0: (laughs) and And nothing
1: around it. So (laughs) that trip, which going up to that, I was excited. We're going to have a great year at McLeod. Things are going to be great. And it turned on a dime that oh crap, I'm, I'm screwed, <laughs> I'm not gonna hit my number, there's right. no way, there, we don't yeah. have the product, that's, right. uh, that's impossible. And <laughs> you know, right after that I think was when I really, the, for me the depression really hit and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, my life just got turned upside down because what I thought was my life is gonna be different and what right. am I gonna do? Um, and fortunate enough, uh, one of my customers at the time had a, a product, uh, that, you know, we could go and, and, and start selling on, which was around the telecom, uh, telecom world and, right. and industry. And, you know, it took about six or seven months to, to have, you know, those two guys that own that company, you know, jump in and understand what we needed to right. do and we're, willing to do it. So when we started, it was, we were all three equal partners and okay. and invested in it. And, you know, I, you know, when you start a business, you know, you got, you need some capital and you need yeah. to figure out how right. to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the one thing that I didn't want to have happen to me is someone else dictating to me what would happen in my life, which was felt like at, you know, McLeod uh, right. when I was with that CEO and, and that trip. And so, um, you know, we came up with a plan and, you know, I had a couple of really good months, uh, in sales that were, were shaping up at McLeod. And so I stuck all that in savings. And, um, you know, we, all three of us invested a little bit of money and, uh, we lived the law of the jungle, which is run fast or die. And, you know, we had, <laughs> right. I had a year where I didn't take a salary and had a year in savings. And, you know, it was either after that year, I was going to, make it or (laughs) i was going to be bankrupt i was going to lose my home i was going to lose everything so you know it was it was all about executing and and selling and and bringing stuff in and and again it's hard work pays off you know there were many times when we'd be you know sitting you know those first couple years you know how are we going to make payroll and How's that going to happen? And something popped up, and something yeah. came in, and mm-hmm. and so um, you know it it really it's grown to something I never imagined it will grow to when right. when we first started it, uh, but uh, and since we bought out that partner and a bunch of other things have changed, but um, you know really it was you know I went from you know running a team of. You know, a few hundred people, and managing a whole group, and network to me, and you know, a couple other people just out grinding, beating the bush, right. selling local phone service <laughs> and long distance, and yeah. and you know, selling a few deals. I can remember I went and uh, sold a deal in Colorado Springs, which was you know a huge multi-million dollar contract, which was really that deal was the deal that helped fund my oh, my yeah. first year, and then I. <laughs> I came home uh and on the weekend I would go knock on residential doors and, you know, strip malls right. and retail stuff to sell it. And I can remember selling, you know, forty or fifty bucks of monthly recurring revenue. <laughs> I'm like, man, this is the greatest thing in the world when I just got done selling a big huge deal <laughs> right. and so it's funny how uh, that passion when it's really yours and you know, yeah. you look in the mirror and it's either you that made it happen or if it right. failed it's you. That, right. that failed it. So, those were some sometimes times I don't know that I could go back and do right now. I yeah. mean, I I was young and dumb and <laughs> didn't know any better. Didn't know any better. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know I think a lot of people they look at you and how successful you are in your business now, and the the they're probably like, oh man I wish I owned my own business like Drew and I wish I was doing what he's doing but. They don't really necessarily understand the blood, sweat, and the tears, and the stuff that you had to go through to actually make it happen. Yeah, like you and, said, your that, and your family. What your family goes through. And what your family goes through. Like you even said, it's like, run faster, you're going to die. I'm going to lose everything if I don't make this happen kind of thing. And Yeah. Wow. I mean, I can imagine how intense that was at times for you. Yeah. And your family.
1: Yeah. I mean, there you are know? times I'd pull over driving to work and throw up thinking, man, I I have no idea how we're going to make payroll. I don't know what's going to happen and and when you when you run your own thing, you know, you don't ever have any time off. I mean, right. it's it's 100% of it. All it. falls and, on you. Yeah. and so, you know, well now, you know, there're different things that motivate me now than, you know, back sure. then where it was sure. all about survival. <laughs> um, but it uh, I think any successful entrepreneur I, I'll bet everybody has a story like that. Um, for sure, and, you know nothing comes easy, and right. you know I think that's one of the things that's hard for the young kids coming out of college and and stuff. You know I don't think you know they're they're seeing what you know their parents you know where they're at. They didn't they don't remember all the hard sweat lean years and stuff that got them to that point. And right. I think that's one of the things that that is missing a little bit is that you know, we've worked so hard, you know, at least for me, I worked so hard to give my kids everything that I didn't have, you know, in some ways I wonder if I've, you know, not given them everything they need and showing them, you know, that really hard work ethic that right. that I had to do when, when yeah. I was growing up. I was, I was totally psyched if I got a new pair of basketball shoes. I mean, <laughs> life was off the hook when right. I got a new pair of basketball <laughs> shoes and for sure. So, you know, it's, yeah. it, it's interesting how, how, you know life's life's kids lives are now versus Yeah, they're a little different. We were but again,
0: you know, they'll look back cuz they're going to have to learn some things maybe in a different way than you did, but they're going to have to learn them either way. Yeah. So, yeah, you learn them a different way, but they're going to learn it different, but all it'll all work out, you know, and they'll look back and go, "Man, I'm glad that I had to learn to dig deep because, you know, what yeah. I went through or you know, even though I had it easy on these areas, but I really struggled because I had to learn to be, actually, really motivate myself to work hard because I was wasn't ha- didn't have to be pushed like yep. maybe you were when you were younger. You know, yep. wow. exactly. That's awesome. So, talk a little bit about, um, you know, your, you know, you move forward in the business. You obviously started. You're moving. You're doing good, or at least you're getting to the point where you're making payroll. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you didn't even pay yourself for you know over a year. It sounded like, if not more. Um, when did you know that you kind of had made like, okay, man, we're, we're actually, we're a business actually.
1: I still wonder if we are today. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know
0: if that time's come yet.
1: Um, but I think it was probably about five years ago, six years ago, uh, where I felt like, man, we're starting to make, make things happen and, and starting to do those things that, that are important to us and. Right. And making some money and and sure. and having a really good viable product that can scale and do the things we need to, um, so it's probably you know about five years ago where, right. you know there were different things that pushed me rather than okay. you know not yeah. making payroll.
0: Gotcha, which tells me then I mean you're looking at the first ten years you were still trying to make this all kind of work, and I think that's why a lot of people maybe don't go into business for themselves. Yeah, because it takes some time. Yeah. Right? It takes a long time. Yeah. But w- which is cool is you paid this price and here you are now. Um I thought I correct me if I'm wrong is you know $33 million company something like that. A little
1: well will we'll be about a little over 40 this 40 year. 40 yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, which is amazing. I mean truly amazing, you know, and you got it to the point where in 2013 you were CEO of the year. Talk a little bit about that and that award that you got.
1: Number one, I have no idea how I got that award, (laughs) so let's let's make that pretty clear. Okay. Um, but it's it it's interesting. I think you know we started our company. Our mission statement was world class service with a local touch, and you know we really strived hard to Mm. um to provide a great customer experience for our customers. And you know I was fortunate enough to be surrounded you know with a lot of great. Uh, people that that work with us that, you know, really realized that dream and understood it. And so, you know, I think they really made made me look good and right. you know, made our helped our company look good. But the reality is it it really was a complete shock to me. Um, <laughs> because really I mean at the heart of hearts, I'm a sales guy. <laughs> you know, I'm right. a sales guy that likes the thrill of the hunt and likes the thrill of the kill. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um and so it was, it was a real surprise and a real honor, especially <laughs> yeah. when you look at all the people that are out there and, yeah, you know, it's interesting amazing. how those things changed because, you know, a few years ago we made some changes in our company and, um, you know, one of the things that I realized that where we were, where we were at that, man, I was maybe not. The best ceo and mm-hmm. and i wasn't having as much fun and yeah and uh so we made a change in our company that has been phenomenal where you know we put in a ceo that uh is is really really good his name's marshall urban and has done okay. a phenomenal job on on the duties that uh, he needs to yeah. to run on to get our company and it's allowed me to to really do what I love, which is, you know, working with, with our, our customers and working with our sales team and marketing team and, and going out and growing the business. So, you know, I think that's too, and and it was an ego. I mean, it was an ego shot to think, okay, should I do this? Should I not do this? But in the end of the day you got to do what you love and you got to do what makes you happy. And, you know, that's another big turning point in my life that, I found that man, life is really good when you do what you love to do sure. and, and what you're excited to do and yeah. and and what you're really good at. Yeah. And you know, well, I love what you said. There. Those pieces, you know, with with Marshall, that the part yeah. where our company was at and what we needed to do, you know, he's he's the right guy to to do that. Mm-hmm. And now we're a great partnership, and life is
0: great. That's great. Well, I love what you said because. I think part of being successful is surrounding yourself with the right people. You hear that a lot and you know, you read it in success yeah. books, but it's true. I mean, you know, you you put a guy into a position to where it's going to actually benefit not just you to go do what you like. It's just going to benefit the company as a whole because it's the right person. Yeah. Does that make sense?
1: And even though, you know, it could be easy to say that this is my company and this is right. how I started it. It's way bigger than me. I mean, it's way right. bigger than right. one individual person, yeah, and you know once once I think I realized that that mm-hmm. hey this this is us now. this is our company and and ours meaning all the stakeholders involved, the employees, mm-hmm. um, the shareholders, everybody that goes into that. and you know th- then it, it it gives you a little different mindset exactly. and it g- again goes back to that empathy and the mm-hmm. compassion and stuff. That I learned that, you know, early on, and you know, sometimes it takes you a little longer to understand that. Right. But, right. Um, but it, it really is a, a family. It really, once you know, we grasp that that this is everybody. It's bigger than any one individual, is I think. And that was the time when we really started succeeding and really started doing yeah. well.
0: So headquarters for Veracity Networks is here.
1: Yep, in, it's here. We were in Draper, but we just moved down to Linden. So, to Linden. okay. Yeah, we have about 130 employees, and and. Uh, and
0: I know you've been national. Are you more than national? Or are you global? We
1: uh, we have data centers throughout the country, um, and okay. in United Kingdom, and in really? uh, Asia Pacific, we have customers all over. And uh, you know, this the the next few years are extremely exciting for us. We have uh an opportunity that's never never presented itself to me or any right. of my you know my business partners that are involved in it and uh the next uh you know it, it's a fun time again i feel like i'm you know in my mid 20s again <laughs> nice. going out and trying to slay the dragon it's a lot of fun
0: <laughs> i love that dude that's awesome, man. Well, so talk about a uh, little bit about your family right now, you got. So you're married to Naomi. Tell us a little bit about yeah. her. Um, <laughs> I mean,
1: I'm totally blessed. I don't know actually. When you meet Naomi for those of you that, you know, that are listening that don't know her. And you see me, you'll know what a hell of a salesman I am, because she is <laughs> off the charts, and i ma- married yeah. way over my head, <laughs> way, way over my head. I have my best sales skills on <laughs> at all times, uh, but did she did well for sure. <laughs> she is a, an an absolutely amazing, amazing woman. Um, you know, I've gone through. This is my third marriage, and right. you know, I would have never in a million years thought I would say I've been married three times and you know right. the, the first one, you know uh, the the mother to, to my children, she's a phenomenal woman. She's a, right. a great, great lady, a great mom. Um, yeah. we you know just drew apart yeah. and you know that that was really hard when when that whole thing transitioned and you know I probably didn't make the, the, the sure. best choice on on the second one, obviously again great lady, uh, a great woman just just didn't right. didn't fit and you know you know you and I have talked about that sure. I was like, I'll never ever get married again yeah, I mean, you' never done. you know it's okay you know it's <laughs> it's nice because you know I got married young and so I thought you know you had to have a partner you had to have yeah. a wife you know that yet to be happy you have to have that and really to be honest with you Todd, working with you, uh, mm-hmm. through that challenging time of my second marriage is when I realized like, man, life is good with being me. I'm right. a, I can be me. I can be myself. I for sure. I can be alone and life is good. And it, yeah. it was a very, very, you know, powerful thing for me. Um, and so, you know, when I ended up getting you know, divorced after a short nine months, right. the second time, you know, part of it, of me saying never getting married, wasn't necessarily because of how horrible you know the second marriage was or, or what happened in my first marriage. Right. It was more of because, hey, I'm good. Now I'm in a good place right. and I can be alone and I can yeah. be myself, and I don't need to have somebody else. And yeah And lo and behold, here comes Naomi <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that uh, totally swept me off my feet. It was definitely love it. Uh, second Sight, There's a funny story behind that we won't get into, but oh, okay. it was definitely love at second sight. Okay, um, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, so there's a, there's a good story. You'll have to ask me about it. Okay, you know, at we'll another do time, or, or if anyone's listening and knows this, then you'll have to ask me about because it it's <laughs> yeah. a funny story. Um, but definitely just had me smitten, and uh, I mean, definitely the most compassionate, mm-hmm. loving um woman you could ever meet you know she's yeah. my biggest cheerleader my biggest fan for sure um and a- absolutely an amazing woman i never thought i could feel as much peace as i feel right now yeah uh being married i didn't think this this was possible and yeah. so she's an uh, absolutely uh, amazing woman um my girls love her she's you know she's a f- phenomenal role model Uh, To my daughters, Um, she has a great little business herself that she's she's run. And, you know, it's ironic that, uh, you know, my oldest daughter is, you know, starting to, you know, build her clientele and Mm -hmm. cutting hair and stuff and doing, you know, eye stuff. And, you know, it's cool (laughs) to see her, you know, take the entrepreneurial thing. My my second daughter just, you know is starting her own gig and the design phase, and so it's like, holy cow! I, maybe but, I, did yeah, maybe I did rub off. Yeah, maybe I did rub off on. And I think too, it, it, yeah. one of it is me, but I think too, you know, Naomi, you know, seeing a single mom or, you know, sure. growing up, and you know, she raised two kids by herself and started this great little business, and you know, she's an awesome role model for any right, young right. woman that can look at and say, no, I can go, I can make, I can conquer this world even by myself with yeah. with two girls and I can be a phenomenal mom which she's an amazing mom and I can be a, a business leader and and be classy and I mean it's, she's a great, great role model and yeah. it's been great for my kids and it's been, it, and it's made my relationship with my daughters better right. and uh, I think you know, it's life is really good. That's life awesome. is really good. Yeah.
0: Tom. No. She is a, you know, I know her as well, and she, you know, Drew's not kidding. He did upsell for sure, <laughs> big time. No. Yeah. Um, big no, time. You guys are great together. It's good to see how happy you both are, and and that you, you know, you guys just seem like this perfect fit. And like you said, you never yeah. saw it coming, and nope. here it is. And so I couldn't be happier for you guys. Honestly. Thank you. And I'm grateful that I I was a small part of your journey over the last year or so. Well, you were a big,
1: big part of my journey, even though it was a short period of time. you really helped a lot, Tom.
0: I felt very blessed there. Um, So, you know, here you are. You own your own company that's going really, really well. You're you're married. uh, You got some amazing kids. You know, you you're happy. You're uh, you know you're healthy. You know your family loves you. You got a lot of people who look up to you, and me included. And you know. If if you could give some advice to someone out listening to this who maybe is thinking about ah oh, man I want to do my own thing or you know I want to kind of own my own business what what advice could you give them that may help them move forward in this endeavor that they might be thinking of?
1: Um, number one, I think it would be have some tough skin. Right. Um, sure. There there's a lot that comes at you more than you could imagine. Um, and the other part of that, is, you know, for me, anyways, it, it was go out and execute and start selling a product and bringing in revenue that you have, and don't worry about perfecting your product or perfecting your skill um, because that's going to come. And I think, uh, you know, in, in some of the businesses I've seen fail, it's because they work so hard on perfecting it they never got it to market or right. they never got it out there, and right. so. They never gave, you know, their product or their idea a chance because they spent so much time trying to perfect it. And the reality is you're never going to perfect it no matter what. I mean, right. there's always room for improvement. There's always things that you could get better. So you, you just need to start executing. And I think um, that's one of the things that, you know, I look back and think of some of the tools we use to manage customers and to bill customers and, Man it was so antiquated and it makes you wonder right. how in the world did we how ever did do, it? do it yeah. but it's because sure. we executed and, and yeah. you know we took care of customers and so um, you know so I think that that would be the advice that I like that, that I give to them and, and the advice that I've given to uh, my daughters too is that if you want something go execute go make it happen right. and do it yeah, yeah. Like and literally do something yeah and they're phenomenal young women that that luckily have have taken that advice yeah. and, and seen it and, and cool. gone and 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 make it happen. So I think yeah. that would be the advice is, is don't don't try to have things perfected. Right. Um, because it never will be and start right. executing and bringing in revenue and learning how to make the product grow with your customers. That doesn't mean you sell, you know, send out an inferior product and torture customers, but you know there's a lot of people right now driving 1975 cars that run great right. and get them from point A to Z. Right, And there's a lot of products out there and ideas yeah. that can get you from A to Z and be great. And, right. and go and find those people that that's all they need and then perfect your product with that and go execute.
0: Love it. Great advice. Great advice for all of us uh, in not just in business, I man. You can say kind of say the same thing in relationships and everything else, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just you know? got
1: lucky and found someone yes, and you had yeah. phenomenal daughters yeah. that supported me.
0: Well, Drew, you live an amazing life. You're you're a great person, and I'm grateful that I know you. And I'm grateful for your time and sharing some background. And you know, it would be cool. You know, when your employees who know you really well hear this, I think it'll be really cool for them to kind of hear some of the backstory of of your life, because I think it's pretty cool kind of what you've been through and how, you know, how you kind of got to yeah. where you are today. And, and I thought. want
1: to give a shout out to all them because, I mean, the reality is those employees, you know, everyone from A to Z is really why we've been successful. Right. Right? I just happen to be a, a small part of that. And yeah. they've done a great job and it's fun to go to work and work with your sure. best friends and people that are really passionate and
0: care. Love it. Love it. Well, um, we're gonna shift gears here just a little bit. Uh, Drew and I have some exciting news to announce uh, today. Um, I wanna say something, when I, one of the, my dad, and I give credit to my dad, kinda like how you do with your dad, you know, he taught, you know, in our house, can't was a four-letter word. Yeah. He, I mean, literally would, you know, we're gonna wash your mouth out with soap, (laughs) if I hear you say can't one more time, you you know. You couldn't say it, like, you got in trouble. and he also, I'll never forget, he gave me a book, from a, a small little book uh, titled As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. Yep. And he, was, he taught me how if I put my mind to anything, I can achieve anything I want and about positive attitude and this and that. And he just would ingrain that in me, mean, just to the point where, you know, at the time it was bugging me. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, I get it, I get it. <laughs> you know, and I look back now as the greatest thing he ever taught me growing up. And I've used that kind of where I've, where I've gotten today. And I started this podcast a little less than a year ago. I call it a belief cast because belief dictates our behavior. You know, Drew has a very powerful belief system about him that he can, if he puts his mind to this, he's going to go achieve it. That's your belief. You just know it. And that's why you are where you are today. And I didn't know what I was doing when I put this together. I'm like, I'm going to do a podcast. (laughs) Had no clue what I was doing, honestly. Like, I'll just start interviewing people and we'll see where it goes and you know, it's been, I, I mean, in less than a year, I've had some very, very amazing guests, the stories that I hear and I'm, and I think every one of them, you're, I think the 53rd or 54th episode. And it's been amazing. We're coming up on 20,000 downloads. Wow. One of my goals was, is I wanted to have some sponsors on the show, you know, and, and I don't know if many people even do that on the podcast and, <laughs> and, uh, that was one of my dreams and my goals with this is I I want, I'm going to get a sponsor or two or three or whatever, I don't know. And uh, so the news we have to announce today is I reached out to Drew a few weeks ago and presented something to you about uh, to see if Veracity Networks would be a sponsor of this Todd Sylvester Inspires Belief Cast. And Drew said yes. (laughs) Woo-woo, here we go. yeah. (laughs) And I just want to tell the listeners this is like a big, a big deal. Um, not only you know where you could help, uh, maybe on a small financial end, but more of the, the push that we could do and where we can take this podcast to, you know, we could take it to the world actually yeah. on a lot of levels. And I just want to thank you and Veracity Networks for your willingness to believe in me enough to to be a sponsor of this uh, podcast.
1: Yeah. Well, we're. Ex- we're more honored to be a sponsor uh, of, of the podcast. I mean, Todd, you've done some amazing things for me. Uh, You know, I've had some, my youngest daughter go through some challenges uh, and a lot of the things that you've taught me and you've helped me get through some of my darkest hours are some of the things that I've used and, and the things I've gone through and my empathy there and so I'm a gigantic fan you know I'd, it'd be hard-pressed to find a bigger fan than, than me of <laughs> Todd Sylvester and all that you do.
0: Oh, that means a lot man and I'm so excited um, so from from this point forward this show is brought to you by you know Veracity Networks and uh, I've got some good ideas and I know you and I will bounce some ideas off of how we can really grow this and uh, but I feel so blessed to know you and and this really is like you know, I, I visualized this. I didn't know who it would be, but here <laughs> we are. And I'm so glad that it came to pass. And I'm so excited, man. I, I'm cool. just pumped. Um, so... Well,
1: hopefully I'm the first of many for you. Yes,
0: absolutely. Um, real quick, I forgot to mention, if people want to reach out to you, they want to get to know you better. What would be the best way for them to do that if they wanted to ask you a question about your story or about your company or your family even?
1: Yeah, um, you can find me on LinkedIn. Drew Peterson uh, is one way. Uh, you could email me at drew.peterson, O-N, at veracitynetworks.com. Uh, okay. I'd be more than happy to to reach out to you and, and talk with you, chat with you then. it's. Okay beautiful. You now there's hopefully there's some pearls of wisdom that uh, oh, yeah. this gray hair has <laughs> has given me.
0: Absolutely no. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, there you go listeners. Um, thank you for your time and support as always. Reach out to Drew if you have any questions or if you're thinking of starting a new business and you got a question and he uh, Drew's very open to answering anything. He's very busy, but I know he'll He's that guy that would actually help uh, help you down the road or whatever he could by answering some of your questions. Um, again, please share this with anyone you know. Um, we're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on Stitcher. We're on Podbean. We're everywhere, man, and it's really starting to grow, so I'm so excited, man. Awesome. Thanks for having us, part. We're excited, too. Okay. Thanks so much, Drew. Awesome.